Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to Heritage Bible Radio. This week, we continue our study of one-page books of the Bible. For the next two weeks, we will be studying the book of Philemon. Philemon was a dear brother of the Apostle Paul, who owned a slave named Onesimus. Onesimus ran from his owner and eventually found Paul in Rome, who was imprisoned. Paul led Onesimus to Christ, who then began serving Christ by serving Paul. Please follow along with Pastor Harris as he explains how Paul deals with the conundrum of easing potential tensions between owner and runaway slave in today's slice of this week's message entitled, How to Treat Spiritual Family. Well, we are continuing our uh, newly begun series in Bible postcards, the books of the Bible that are just one page long. There's only one in the Old Testament, and we dealt with that last week, the little book of Obadiah. Now we move to the New Testament. These are one-page books. I did not promise only one visit to each one. Uh, Philemon is going to take us two weeks, and it's all about spiritual family, and I'll explain that to you. But speaking of family, as we work with each other in the body of Christ, we need to deal with each other as if we are family. And I had a charming little thing that came from a family experience this week. I got an email Wednesday night from someone who attends our Wednesday morning women's Bible study. Here's what she wrote. The kids and I were listening to the end of the sermon on the way to ladies' Bible study this morning. They listen to a sermon of mine and follow a <coughs> listening guide and have discussions and come and join them if you like. So she's listening with her kids in the car. It was the part where you mentioned that alcohol isn't a sin, only drunkenness. This is the conversation that my daughter, three years old, and I had. The daughter. Mom, do you know that alcohol isn't a city? <laughs> Me? No, I didn't know that. I'm pausing for a moment to wonder what in the world she was talking about. Oh, do you mean that alcohol isn't a sin? The daughter, now stopping to really ponder my question, I'm not really sure because I have no idea what alcohol is. And we need to train one another in the family as we grow up. So let's talk about Philemon. When the Apostle Paul, from his jail cell in Rome, finished the book of Colossians and sent it off, I envision him putting it in a, a satchel and sending it off with Epaphras. But along with that scroll of Colossians uh, came another letter this one that we know as the Bible book of Philemon. They were written at the same time. They were delivered to the same destination. Colossians is a crucial book for the whole church. It was designed to help them deal with a specific doctrinal attack they were enduring. 
to correct false teaching and great exhortations to believers. It's got a lot of parallel passages to Ephesians that we just studied, such as Colossians 3.17, and whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to Him, uh, thanks through Him to God the Father. Well, Philemon is quite different, just as inspired. Colossians is doctrinal. Philemon is all personal. And it's going to occupy our attention for today and next Lord's Day. And then we'll move on to the other New Testament postcards, Second John, Third John, two personal letters from the Apostle John, and then the book of Jude. So today, Philemon. If you want to start turning to it, I'll give you a couple minutes before I specifically refer to it. And if you can't find it, I'll bet you can find Hebrews. Go one book forward from there and you will find Philemon. This book is a shining example of many of the relationships within the body of Christ as they played out in the early church. I'm going to give you the background of this book, and when I do, you will see it's both easy to interpret and chock full of direct applications that we will not struggle to make the connections to ourselves. Philemon, this man named Philemon, was one of the pillars of the church at Colossae. That's a city in Asia Minor in what we now know as Turkey. In the first century, in the times of the New Testament, it was known as Asia, but not referring to the continent of Asia. It was a a province within the Roman Empire. It was a neighboring city to Laodicea and Heropolis. You know, up in Washington, they speak of the tri-cities. That's kind of what this was, Laodicea, Heropolis, and Colossae. It was part of the same region of churches to which the book of Revelation is addressed. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, Laodicea. You can visit those seven cities in in that sequence in an almost circular uh, manner. And when you get to Laodicea, you're going to also be near um, Heropolis and Colossae. This little letter, as I said, is very closely associated with the book of Colossians. It was written at the same time by the same apostle, sent by the same delivery system through Epaphras in the year A.D. 61. Along with Ephesians and Philippians, Philemon and Colossians are referred to as the prison epistles because they are the four books that were written by Paul from Rome during the first time that he was imprisoned there. Now this man Philemon, I called him a, a pillar in the, in the church. You know, the church has people that you can call them pillars. They hold, they support everything in the, in the church. And then there's the caterpillars who just crawl in and crawl out. Those are the two kinds of people that we pastors can joke about when you're not in the room. Did I say that out loud? Philemon had this reputation for loving the Lord, and, and he loved the brethren, and he had, he had demonstrated it over and over. He was Paul's spiritual son, his son in the faith. He was, he was the one who, uh, Paul was the one who had introduced Philemon to the Lord, and his changed life had become evident to everyone that knew him, and he had this strong reputation among the believers. There's a legend, uh, it, it might be true, but it's impossible to verify that, that later on, Philemon became the bishop of Ephesus. 
Now that's a, a concept, the idea of a bishop, the word means overseers. It's one of the words the New Testament uses for um, uh, elders and, and pastors as a synonym uh, with them. But the idea of a bishop over a region uh, developed fairly early on after the New Testament. As I say, it's not a, it's not a position mandated by the Scriptures, but uh, in a lot of denominations there will be someone like a, a, a district superintendent or, a, uh, or, or there'll be a regional governing board. Our Russian friends uh, have the, in each church among the pastors, or in each region among the pastors, they elect one of their pastors to be the regional pastor who arranges the, the, um, the, the group activities, the missions act at work, the church planting, and things like that. And some people think that um, Philemon became that for the region of Ephesus, which would have been very, very uh, influential, and he could have been a spokesman and an overseer for them. We don't know that, but we do know Philemon had a great reputation. Philemon also had a slave named Onesimus. Now, don't gasp and think slave and think all of the worst of everything that you've ever heard about slavery. Part of the culture there, a very significant portion of people were, in, were enslaved in that we would call them uh, uh, like... Uh, uh, debt slaves or something like that, people who needed to work to pay off a debt or something like that. And uh, he was, uh, a slave was generally in most situations considered a member of the household. And Onesimus was considered part of the household of Philemon. But Onesimus ran away. He eventually journeyed all the way to Rome. Now, I didn't take out a map and look, but Rome to, uh, to Colossae, I mean, you didn't just walk there one day. You had to go across most of the Mediterranean Sea or around the northern, whole northern uh, curve of the Mediterranean Sea uh, to get there. He, he, he went a long way. And uh, we don't know what happened, but we don't know how it happened, but he came in contact with the Apostle Paul. Now, one thing that might have happened, maybe Onesimus, the runaway slave, committed some crime. We know that Paul was kind of a minimum security prisoner. Maybe uh, Onesimus met Paul when they were both prisoners. We don't know that. We know that as of the writing of this letter, Onesimus, Onesimus was not in jail and Paul was. It doesn't matter how they met. Humanly speaking, they met in the providence of God. And now Paul became the spiritual father, not only of Philemon, but also of Onesimus. He introduced him to the same Lord. And as we're going to see in this book, Paul became very fond of Onesimus. He even makes a play on Onesimus's name. The word Onesimus means useful. And so the one whose name means useful had become useless to his owner and particularly useful and precious to Paul. But as much as he liked Onesimus and as much as Onesimus ministered to Paul, Paul deemed that it would be improper to just maintain the status quo and keep him in Rome for his own convenience. He decided, I need to send him back to his master. And so he sent him with this very carefully and politely worded letter to request that Philemon now accept Onesimus not merely as a slave, but now as a brother in Christ. And when we finish the book, you'll see how he wanted to resolve this conundrum. So this letter is a, a great lesson in tact and honesty, you might call it Christian diplomacy. 
It illustrates the delightful balance between sound doctrine and the love of the brethren. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.